0: Hello and welcome to the Bankers podcast series, Banking in Transition. I'm James King, the Bankers Europe editor, and I'm joined by Paul Christensen, co-founder and chief executive of FinTech Provise, to discuss some of the exciting innovations taking place in the B2B payments arena. Paul, thanks for being here today.
1: James, great to meet you. Thank you very much for for having me on. It's uh, great to be here.
0: So perhaps we can kick off the conversation by you giving us a little bit of an introduction to, to your work and to supervise and what you're doing in the market today.
1: The starting point would be maybe if I describe the problem we're solving, which is such a basic fundamental thing that most people don't even think it's a problem, um, which is B2B payments and the whole concept of having to wait and chase to get paid. And people take it for granted, right? But when you walk into a coffee shop and you buy a coffee, the coffee shop gets money, you get coffee. Whereas in B2B, the equivalent would be if the barista said to you, you know, send me an invoice, I'll pay you in two months or three months, or you said to the barista. You know, and that just makes no sense. Why should anyone have to wait and chase for months to get paid? But that's how the world works. $125 trillion of business every year around the world works like that. And it just makes no sense.
0: So how are you then looking at this problem? And what are you doing to address it as a business?
1: Yeah, well, the usual answer when you ask someone, you know, why does that happen? Because people don't really think about it as a problem. Why does that happen? And the usual answer is, well, me, the buyer, I need to wait and check that what I bought was good and I'm not going to pay until I've checked the goods and I've approved the invoice and therefore I'm going to pay. That's the holdup. And that's just wrong. Like, why do you need to, that's not how the consumer world works. When I buy a pair of shoes on the internet and I pay with my credit card and a week later the shoes arrive and they don't fit or I don't like them or I've changed my mind, I send it back and the credit cards have a great system called a chargeback, and they unwind the money and everyone's good. So in the consumer world, you don't have to wait until, the goods have been checked and the invoice has been paid you deal with it on an exception basis and it works just fine right we all buy things on the web or you know even face to face if i bought a coffee and i walk back to my office and i took the lid off and i realized the milk was off i'd go back and get a refund so what we do is apply that exact same concept and we're a data science company so we mine using machine learning huge data sets of spend data from large corporates and so we can very precisely identify the sorts of the very small number of of transactions that are likely to be problematic so you can deal with things on exception basis so with that solution now just let everyone get paid on day one except for the few exceptions that we pull out and make sure you know those don't go through and then if there is a problem just unwind it later so it's really if I was to describe it simply, it's a credit card for B2B. That's it. And and the reason why credit cards have not typically worked in B2B, they, there they is a bit of them, but they're just too expensive. They're very, very expensive. Um, whereas what we do, because we're mining these large data sets, we can do it much more efficiently and much, much, much more cheaply.
0: So it's very much about bringing technology and immediacy to that B2B payments arena. That's That's the fundamental here. Correct. You know, obviously, we've seen uh, you know headlines over the last sort of year and a half around the sort of the, the fallout from the pandemic and the impact that has had on small businesses across the UK. For example, what was your experience of the pandemic, and how did that sort of impact uh, your, your sort of business trajectory? I guess.
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting question, James. Um, I think short term, it was it, it held us back quite a lot, but in the medium to long term, it's really going to help. Um, and the reason for that, our solution, we're an enabler. We're an enabler for the industry, um, for banks, um, for large corporates, for small suppliers. Our vision, and this is where it's going now, is that this whole B2B payments world will be powered by Provise. The challenge with that is we're changing behavior at all these different constituents, 5,000 big corporates, 100 banks, 20 million SMEs, and getting them all to change their behavior. And our solution is much, much better than anything else out there, but it brought the catch is that it relies on the data from the big corporates, the FTSE 100s, the Fortune 500 type companies. And so that's our starting point. And so your question on, you know, what's been the impact of the pandemic um, you know, as we're dealing with and, and, and extracting our data and, and, and signing up customer agreements with all these large corporates, they all got distracted. And they realize actually your solution promises is, is phenomenal and it's what we need. And it's what all our suppliers need, because everyone's really cash strapped right now, but, my house is on fire. So, you know, what you've got is a really high priority, but it's not quite as, it's not my number one or number two priority because my house is on fire. So, you know, we had several, quite a few, actually very large customers and large banks that we were working with as well that pushed our projects back six months, 12 months um, because of the pandemic. And at the same time, you've got all these small suppliers who, who are having their payment terms extended, 30 days, 60, 90. So the need is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. So now, as things are getting a little bit back to normal, um, the pandemic has really highlighted the need for what we do. Um, And I actually think, unfortunately, things are going to get a lot worse, right? I mean, all all the data of every previous economic um, crisis shows the most negative impact on small businesses is actually as you come out of the crisis, because everyone's cash strapped now, everyone's savings and working capital reserves have been depleted. business is picking up and because of the way b2b business works what i described at the start that you've got this 30 60 90 120 day payment cycle and often much longer from when an order goes in like imagine you know a a large restaurant chain let's say mcdonald's is expecting the summer holidays to be really busy with everyone traveling and 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 buying things at the roadhouse they're starting to order a lot more um, goods and services but small businesses, you know, the potato farmer um, who has to supply those and is seeing these wonderful big orders coming in is very, very excited. But, you know, it's an order three months before delivery and there's another month or two before it gets paid. You know, he or she has got to wait. That potato farmer has got to wait six months. So the point being, as you come out of the pandemic, when there's growth, it's when people's working capital gets really, really strapped. So your question was, how's the pandemic affected us? Delayed a bunch of business really highlighted the need um, for what we do. And now we're seeing, um, you know, really good um, traction because there are problems there that we built our systems um, to solve.
0: And you mentioned uh, your relationship with with the banks there. Are the banks waking up to the possibilities that you can provide?
1: They're starting to they're starting to, James, Um, because our model, as I said, we're an enabler. you know, we we can provide the data and the technology for banks to deliver financing. In, you know, what a bank does, deliver financing into the market much more efficiently. Um, so we're not a competitor, we're absolutely a partner and a, a, and a service provider. Um, but we went around all the banks four years ago um, and, and pitched our solution. Everyone was very, very interested, um, but it was really hard to get traction. And understandably, we are relatively new business. It's quite different. It's unusual. It's hard. You know, banks by definition are regulated firms, they have to be conservative, they have to be careful. Um, So it was very hard to get real traction. But now it's changed. And and the pandemic has helped that as well, right? Partly because we've now got a great track record for five years. You know, people see the need, they understand it. So yes, it's very different now um the banks are reacting nowhere near as fast enough as they should be or as i would like of course and also the reaction three or four years ago you know we had one of the biggest banks um in the world that's a real specialist in this space said to us what you guys are doing is brilliant like this is the future this is genius but why do we need you you know we're a massive firm and we can hire a team of data scientists and we're really smart and we can do all this ourselves And three or four years later, last year, they came back to us and and, and said, actually, we really need a partner. (laughs) So, yes, we're we're there um, and we've got some great partnerships with some terrific banks. But it's taken a long time and it's still well.
0: Well, it's good to hear. I mean, I guess that the response is 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 growing, and and in some ways, the pandemic, as you mentioned, has really accelerated some of that that response to your model. So that's interesting to hear. And 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 perhaps finally, Paul, just as a closing point here, I'm interested to know, you know, from the perspective of your uh, understanding of the way that the public authorities and the government is is approaching some of these issues, are they being, are they tackling? Some of these problems in the b2b payments arena in the right way do you think addressing some of these this you know the speed of payments and so on is there enough public support for, for some of this, this this you know these events taking place in the market
1: that is a great question so, so i think in the uk the government has been very focused on this um you know we have the prompt payment code um, we have payment practices reporting um It's a good thing. The UK government, and it's probably unique in the world, is is really focused on small business as the driver of the economy. The fact is, it's small businesses that create the most jobs, create the most growth. um, And yet, at the same time, they really struggle to access finance. Um, The banks find it hard um, to lend them. They're very restrictive credit models, and, and computer often says no, and they can't get access to finance. Um, but the UK government, you know, sees this as an issue. The biggest issue for small businesses all over the world is cash flow. The biggest cause of cash flow problems is slow payments, and I call it slow, not late, because otherwise you get companies that have 120 day terms or 90 day terms, and they pay on time, and they say, "Well, we're not late." You may not be late, but you're very, very slow. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so the UK government has done a lot, but again, you know. It needs to do more and it is doing more. You know, they've just, um, we've got a new set of payment practices reporting rules coming out on the 1st of July, which is absolutely the step in the right direction. Um, they've named and shamed a few companies. Um, I would say up until now, most companies don't really care. Um, they like to talk the talk of CSR and ESG, and, 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 and but when the rubber hits the road, um, and it's not that they're evil, right? Large companies have shareholders and, and you know, analysts and Wall Street analysts breathing down their neck. One of the primary metrics that large companies are, are measured on is called DPOs, days payable outstanding. So a large corporate extends their payment terms of 30 to 60 to 91.20 and the stock market cheers and the stock price goes up and the CEO gets paid more. So, you know, it's pretty clear <laughs> to get them not to do that. Um, if the government names and shames a corporate but the CEO got paid more because he extended terms. So how do you, and this is a big opportunity, I think for corporates to show leadership and to be progressive now that CSR and ESG is really coming front and center and for banks as well. And and by the way, because I know, you know, this podcast is very focused on banking. Banks are not only providers of finance. Banks are also large corporates. Any large bank has tens of thousands of suppliers. And the vast majority of them are small businesses and most banks like most large corporates have bureaucratic processes and are really slow and painful at paying in fact some of the banks in the uk are actually very very good um but you know typically they act like large corporates they're a bit slow and painful to deal with so this applies to banks as well as a corporate um, now there's a recognition the whole uh inclusive recovery you know the prime minister's build back better campaign. There's a really much clearer understanding that doing the right thing by small business, this is about the S in ESG, the social. Um, doing the right thing, or looking after small business, is good for your own business. In fact, um the 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 Federation of Small Business. Um, and we're working where one of the sponsors and the enablers of this movement is, is, has just unveiled um, a new movement called Good Business Pays. And this is about highlighting, because that's the problem. Your question was, is the government doing enough? The small business commissioner who's done a great job with limited tools and, and resources um, and prompt payment code, what it's been doing up until now has been a bit of naming and shaming and highlighting bad behavior what we would like to see is also highlighting good behavior because there are corporates out there that are doing the right thing and paying fast and it's good for them, not just because it makes them look good and helps their reputation, but if your suppliers like you and you treat them well, they're gonna look after you. And, and when you get you know supply crunches like we've had during the pandemic, you know I gave the silly McDonald's example. Let's say I'm, you know, I'm the best potato farmer in the UK And I've got a choice of where to send my Maris Piper potatoes and shall I send them to Hungry Jack's or McDonald's or KFC and I've only got enough for one of them. Well, guess what? I'm going to send them to to the buyer that treated me and stood by me and did the right thing. Mm -hmm. So good business pays and it's in your interest. And so, you know, this campaign will see a lot of it'll get a lot of publicity over the next few months. And, you know, we're one of the technology providers that can help and so to any bank or any corporate you know my sales pitch here so i know there's not meant to be a sales pitch you know we can help like this stuff is really really easy let the technology do the work
0: i think that's an interesting point actually that strong social dimension to this to this whole issue is that you know through through kind of technology and through immediacy you can actually support a cross section of society through small businesses and that's that's a hugely important sort of yeah. component of the story really interesting so uh well, uh, Paul, uh, best of luck for the next year or so uh, with all the hard work and um, thanks for your time today and hopefully we can chat again soon.
1: Brilliant. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me on and I'm um, looking forward to
0: it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style
1: with Quinn's.